Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Because, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Rory, and this, this here is Careless Whispers. And tonight, well, tonight I'm in a bad mood. Because Calvin, who's not even here yet, is late, and he's making me talk about the NFL. So I will say before anything even gets started here on Careless Whispers on CLNS Radio, that much like Roger Goodell and the NFL... I will not be relying on any sort of facts when discussing professional football tonight. Calvin, hello, sir. Nope. Oh, wait, let's try this way. Calvin, hello. Uh, can you hear me? That's better. Uh, here I am on headset. He's finally in. He got in, folks. He got in. Yeah. So I don't even know if he, if he heard the intro or not, but I'm not going to repeat it. I did it, not. So. Okay, great. Uh, something about me making you, want, making you talk football when you don't want to. Right, and that I much like the NFL, I'm, I'm not going to be relying on any sort of facts when I present uh, any cases tonight on whatever topics we discuss regarding professional football. Uh, before we get into it, though, I have two things. Number one is some good news regarding pro football. If you like professional football, which over the course of this show here tonight, you'll learn that my disdain for it is at an all-time high at this point. But if you're a big fan of football, but you're tired of spending a fortune on tickets and feeling like you got ripped off, we have you covered. Go to TickIQ.com. That's T-I-Q-I-Q.com. It's a leading ticket aggregator, providing fans with a one-stop shop to browse all the best deals from every ticket site so you don't have to worry about finding the great seats for any football game you're looking for or concert for that matter. Get your tickets for the Pats this season, because I know you're going, you want to see them if you're listening to this show. Not many Giants fans listen to this show. Maybe they do, Calvin. I don't know. TickIQ.com. You'll find the best prices in the market. Use the promo code CLNS. You'll get 5% off. And uh, that's about it. Go to TickIQ.com. That's T-I-Q-I-Q.com. Promo code CLNS. Calvin, the second thing before we get started. Have you ever heard of or had 
a bueno bar. Did I did I stutter? Uh oh. Are you? Maybe we can't hear him. Maybe it didn't work. Um. Let's see if we can hear Liz. Hello, Liz. Hey. So it's just Calvin's headset. That's uh. That was interesting. I wonder if he could hear me talking that entire time. How you doing, Liz? I'm good. I just I like legit just joined. So I don't even yeah, know what happened. That's that's fine. I see that. Uh, I just uh, was getting ready to send you that link. And for some reason, we can't hear Calvin. So I decided huh. to test with you. And uh, this is just the most exciting podcast in the first four minutes that we've really ever had here on Killer Whispers. But the good news, Liz, my drops are back. That is good. Yeah, that is, that is good, isn't it? Are you excited about the, the drops being back, no. or? Nope. I was at, You're no. not. <laughs> I was looking at um, the new phone number and trying to figure out a, a fun way to remember it. Oh, the new phone number. I haven't even given it out yet tonight. Thank you. Of course. I'm, I'm all flustered here because of uh, all the fun difficulties that we're having. Um, it's 323-642-1484. And I actually tweeted that out at Team Green Truth on Twitter as well. Um, while we sort of wait to get Calvin back here, do you want to give anybody a sneak preview of your segment later in the show or not? Um, I would like to keep it private, partly because I have not researched yet. Great. <laughs> yes. Great. Well, goodbye, Liz. We have Calvin back now Good. anyway. Great, great. <laughs> See you guys later. Liz, well, thank, thanks for jumping in. We'll talk to you in, uh, I don't know, probably about 30 to 40 minutes. Maybe a All little right, longer. Okay, bye. Great. Hey, Calvin. Hey, so, uh, yeah, I'd like for this to work at some point. The uh, headset yep. is more convenient for me. It definitely is. It started out fine, and then all of a sudden it was gone. I don't know if you if something was muted on your end or whatever happened, but uh, you're back that now the old-fashioned way, and we'll deal with it. So let's uh, let's just jump yeah, right I'm in. Yeah, trying it. Yeah, like like I said off the top of the show here, Calvin is is forcing me to talk football. And of all the topics that we could discuss first, a topic that originated eight years ago. So, well, I guess technically it originated 15 years ago, but being out in the open, it, it originated eight years ago. Calvin, just so I don't lead this show off in a rage, please go ahead. Just take it. Uh, I'm back on Facebook. Can you hear me? Oh, I was unmuted on this. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think I have you. Although it's coming up as a different name on the board. This is really just so much fun right now. Yeah, I just, it was an error. So I'm going to close the phone because I'm getting an echo. Um, Great. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully this is stays fine. But if not, I'll just have to call back again. This will be the last Calvin, time. Calvin, I bet you just pressed the yeah. mute button on your damn headset, man. You got to get used to that. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, man. Spygate, the the triumphant return of Spygate. 
no, there's nobody more excited to see Spygate come back than me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't really care about Skype Spygate, but let's. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go over a couple of the allegations, okay? <laughs> um, first of all, there's there's the allegation the Patriots, uh, who said that they only taped a handful of games, uh, and practices. In reality, uh, taped at least forty games, according to sources. And you know, this is again this is me running down the story. Uh, we can talk about the veracity of that or, or what it means in a moment. Uh, sure. Sources. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposedly they they sent interns in to uh, steal the first twenty plays of uh, of their their, their opponents' uh, first twenty plays that are usually scripted. Uh, stole those. Um, multiple occasions, they would have ball boys like stand really close to opposing coaches so they could relay information. They would supposedly jam radio signals, uh, particularly on key downs, or you know, an offensive coordinator would uh, try to send a, a signal into his quarterback for third down, and all of a sudden the signal would drop out for a down. Uh, <coughs> they had uh, this guy Adams. I don't know how much you you knew about him previously. It's Ernie, uh, it's Ernie Adams. He's like Belichick's right hand man, basically. Right. That's what the, that's yeah. what the Patriots bill him as. Right. Ernie Adams supposedly been the guy. You just cut out, pal. And he's gone. So <clears throat> we're gonna go off the cuff here, and since we're doing things the old-fashioned way. I am just going to uh, go to the call lines at 323-642-1484 very quickly until we can find a way to get Calvin back to a number that I recognize. Oh, wait a minute. I just wanted to get out the call-in number. Calvin, you back? I am back. Okay. Continue, please. Uh, did you, you got a caller right now? There is there is a caller on the board, yes. Oh, but you didn't you didn't end up going to him. No, because you popped up, so I wanted you to finish your thought at least here, because oh, okay. we're right, in the right, middle right, of right. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to him in a moment. Okay, so uh, supposedly that they would this is my favorite one that they would warm up warm up the uh, Gatorade of opponents. Love that one. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. There's the report Actually, you know what? Warm warm water and warm Gatorade flows through your system better than much colder. It takes your system more energy to pro- to process colder liquids. So that actually is is a is a myth in and of itself. And the Patriots, if they did that, is just getting in the head of the other play of the other people, the other team, the other players, coaches, whoever it may be. That's what all this these allegations seem to be. If you ask me, Calvin, uh, is just Mind games, and if if this is the type of stuff that people are going to worry about when they come into Gillette Stadium, by all means, go for it. It's like Red Auer back in the back in the day he used to turn the heat all the way up for some some crap in the middle of the summer. Teams wouldn't be able to handle it, but you know what? That's just that was gamesmanship back then. Now people are freaking out over little things like this, and if you, you can call it cheating if you want, I don't look at it as cheating. Because a lot of this stuff that they've they've been accused of doing is shady, sure, and sketchy, sure, but against the rules, no. 
Well, that, well m- most of these things are against the rules, but I, I, I have some advice for you on how you should respond. Warming to up somebody I, else's Gatorade is against the rules. What? Which of no, those no, things no. you just listed are no, against no, the that, rules? That that wait, wait, that's in the game. Standing game close to a coach is that against the rules? No, going in, going into a locker room and stealing a team's first stealing play. A, plays, stealing what they think is the, is the correct play sheet. That's against the rules. That's that's specifically written against the rules. You can't go in and steal play sheets. That's written. Uh, is is it written like that? Probably not. But but stealing stealing play sheets is definitely written. I mean I mean if you are we going to get into a semantical argument where we talk about how against the rules that is stealing stealing play sheets is cheating. I mean you're you're. Again, I was I was going to get into this further. I was just setting this up, but since you're maturity of this confrontation of mood, so if you if you want to go down this road right now, we can. I just feel like uh, there's other aspects that we haven't even set up yet. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's no there's no question that's cheating. Look, look, Patriots fans, I'm just, I'm just going to get into it now because you're you're being aggressive. This is the 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 tact that you guys need to take with this is not hey hey other teams do it too. Here's here's what you shouldn't do. One. Other teams have done it too, okay? Because the, the the problem with that defense is that other teams have done, you know, things on a much smaller level, uh, on occasion. But but what the what these articles are indicating is basically like a systematic pattern of cheating that's that's greater than any team has ever been shown to to be. And you and we, you, you um, might say, well, every other team. Hold on, you might say every other team does the exact same thing. Hypothetically, they do, maybe, but there's not an article suggesting that, and, now, and there's nobody there's nobody out there who is suggesting that. How can you how can you establish a pattern of cheating when the thing you're doing is not against the rules until well well into the pattern, far what, down what? the line of the pattern, this thing is all of a sudden against the rules. The thing you've been doing for the last six years it, within the rule book is now against the rules. How is that a pattern you, of cheating? What are you referring to specifically? The I'm referring of the, to of the, the, video, the taping because, of the, the sidelines. Because, yes. the, the, because the, the, the taping of other the, – the stealing of signals using tape has, has always been against the NFL's rules. If you look, in, if you look into their old rules, uh, they've, they've always had – now taping the sideline, generally speaking, like they tried to argue uh, what, what they were doing was just like, yeah, we're just filming the sideline. You're right. That's not against the rules, but but specifically taping other people's coaches with the intent to steal uh, signals is against the rules, and that's just it, again it's just one of many allegations involved here. I don't know, you're, you're, like I don't I don't know why you're so passionately defending the Patriots as if look. I'm just again, so sick of it. I'm sick of all the petty crap that the NFL is dropping on us at its convenience when it's got its head between its ass, or and it it just doesn't have any sort of congruency at all it's just running around saying accusing uh, throwing accusations out left and right whether it's an espn report that doesn't make that isn't true or it's roger goodell coming out and saying that spygate is not tied to deflategate he said it on the radio today how can you feel that way when troy vincent came out and actually in his report in the initial report on the the, uh the penalty said that they are a prior uh, offender yeah, you you hit on something I, I wanted to get get into as part of the setup, which is that, that this article is not look. It, I, I can't buy your notion already that you that you know this is an NFL sanctioned uh, article because the article makes the NFL look horrible. We can we can again 
we'll talk about, like, according to the article, Goodell essentially was involved in the cover-up of Spygate, uh, telling, you know, other owners that it was just a couple of times or, or basically uh, taking the Patriots at their word, despite the fact that there was apparently this, you know, hidden library that uh, <clears throat> the Patriots refused to let them look at. I don't know if, if that's, I'm, again, I'm not even saying this report is true. You, you, you're not even letting me get down that road. Maybe, in fact, in fact, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't think it. I don't think it matters because there's not really. Look, the NFL has already ruled on Spygate. All this information has already been shown to to be given by the NFL. So what? So what could Roger Goodell do at this point other than basically deny that much of this happened? Like you, 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 you're running this conspiracy theory. Uh, idea that like the NFL is putting this out there to to bury the Patriots, but it also buries Roger Goodell, who again we we haven't even gotten into all the allegations related to him. He could end up getting fired over this. This makes the and this basically invalidates not invalidates but in a lot of people's minds uh, invalidates and undermines you know championships that that have already been happened. There's nothing that be, can be done to the Patriots at this point. This this is why I think that as a Patriots fan. You're, you're taking the wrong tack to this. You you want I don't know you know what I mean like you shouldn't you shouldn't be so vociferously uh, you know refusing to it, to accept any idea that there might have been cheating because much like me you don't know you know there's all this information out there you're right nothing has been proven and nothing's going to be proven because the NFL is not going to want this to like what does the NFL get by the notion that you know a, the, basically the the dynasty of the last you know, uh, since the 2000s, it, 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 again, hy- hypothetically, I'm not even trying to bury them right now, but let's uh, hypothetically, you know, there's all this proof out there that the Patriots are cheaters. Like, why would the what? Why is it in the NFL's best interest to to put it out now? Because of Deflategate? No, that that basically ruins the credibility of the entire NFL if the Patriots are cheaters. It's not like they're they're saying the Titans are cheaters. So I don't get the the motivation for for the NFL leaking this now as revenge for Spygate. It doesn't hold any water. Stay close to your phone. I'm going to cool down. Okay. Uh, there it is. I'm going to cool myself off. That's that, that's that's what I was looking for. Uh, okay. I am going to go to this caller now at three two three six four two one four eight four, and it's a number that I've seen in the past. I recognize it, and I'm pretty sure he's calling to rip you a new one, Calvin. If I if oh, I'm okay. correct about this, is it? It's a 401 area code. Is this, is this Hector? I'm back. He's back. There he is. That's I, I knew it. I knew it was. I knew it was you, Hector. So you've heard us talking for the last 15 or so minutes that you've been on hold. I can only imagine you're going to take the Patriots and slash the way I'm going tonight on, on this one. Take that side. What do you have for us? What do you, how do you feel about all these allegations that came out today? Well, before that, um, before I get to my Patriots and Celtics uh, points, um, it's been a couple of years since I called CLNS. Um, I wasn't really planning on it, but I figured it's been a couple of years. I wanted to let you guys know how I was doing. Um, I'm going to be an uncle at the end of the year. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, thank you. A lot, been, a lot has changed. Um, as for as for the Gate and Spygate, um, Matt, you know I'm a huge 
you 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 know we I've I, when I used to call the show uh, a lot, you know, I've always talked about being uh, a Patriots fan. Um, the past eight months, you know, having to deal with number one, it was just awesome euphoria of how the Patriots were able to win that fourth championship. Um, and, you know, to, and, you know, last week with uh, Brady being, um, having that suspension removed and all, I was, I was happy, you know, cause having a deal, having a brain and having to deal with brain dead sheep, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, that really don't man. know the facts, really don't man, know Hector, anything. Hector, of man, what I, don't, I don't know how how you spend that much time on Twitter, man. I can only get on Twitter to say that the show's coming on most of the time. Those the people on Twitter are ruthless. I I, I know. I, I quite frankly, I don't care because quite honestly, I've been follow I've been following this story. You know, as I've been like like I'm a reporter and everything and. Everything that has been coming through from the Wells report, from everything that's been going on, I mean, when did generally aware and more probable than not mean, aha, you're you're caught? Come on now. Uh, you'd have to be so stupid to believe anything Roger Goodell has done. Roger Goodell is probably the worst. Uh, no, he is the worst commissioner of the of the four major pro sports leagues right now. Right. Oh, certainly, he, currently. I, I think ever, hockey ever fans would, he, would tell you that Gary Bettman is bad too, Hector, but I don't know enough about ever, him. And ever, I think ever, that Goodell has just made so many mistakes. All right, ever since the Ray Rice situation, the Adrian Peterson situation, Greg Hardy and his domestic violence, um, a lot of other stuff that's been going on with the Cleveland Browns, the Atlanta Falcons, a lot of teams. Okay, I remember Bill Belichick having a presser Eight days before, eight days before the Super Bowl, he had a surprise Saturday presser in which he did his own calculations on pounds per square inch and, you know, why some balls were deflated and everything. And look, right. Spygate, for anybody that doesn't understand, Spygate was a one-time thing, okay? Bill Cowher, former coach of the Steelers. Jerry John- uh, Jimmy Johnson, former coach of the Cowboys. They've gone on record as saying that people used to um, – People used to videotape signals. Every team did it, all right? Um, there's a video that surfaced today. Go on YouTube. Joe, uh, John Madden, when he was still uh, doing the commentary with Pat Summerall, uh, uh, 1992, a game between the Cowboys and the Redskins, and John Madden said basically the same thing as well. Like, teams would go, you know, would try to get, like, signals from other teams and yada, yada, yada. So why is this all new? You know that that's 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 what that's what gets me so upset is the fact that you know so many teams have done so far worse than what the Patriots have done, and yet we are the ones who are looked at as the scum of the earth. We're the ones looked at as you know the most evil people on earth and everything. Newsflash: People don't like winners. I'm not a sheep. That's what, no, that's what it's like to be a Yankees fan, thing. right? ESPN ESPN has been the worst. In terms of of this propaganda, I don't, I don't, you can probably go on YouTube again. Steve Levy had to make an apology at midnight, like a couple a couple weeks back, yep, saying that, that um, 
that, you know, that whole 2002 walkthrough story, you know, was fake. And that somehow that somehow that was brought back today as, oh, we found new evidence. When someone at ESPN apologized that that never happened. So this has been one big cluster, you know. And just quite honestly, I should be – I'm on vacation from work this week. I'm going to be watching that banner ceremony. I'm going to be watching the Patriots-Steelers game at a local bar. I cannot wait to see the response on so many haters, so many doubters, so many people crying, the, the, the tears of so many jealous fans that don't have a brain, that cannot think for themselves, you know, all, you know, everybody that say, oh, you know, cheaters, you know, give us back our, you know, Eagle fans, uh, Rams fans, <laughs> Panthers fans, all these haters out there that, that don't, they're oblivious. They're going to believe everything Roger Goodell says as gospel. They're going to believe everything that ESPN says as gospel. Because they've already frankly, made their decision, right? They've made up their minds. And they, they're, and they're uh, tired. No, exa- they, exactly. they don't like the Patriots. They don't like the Patriots because they win and their team loses. So now they're look, they're they're grasping on something, Hector, that they just need an excuse. This is why we weren't good enough, even though there were other things that factored into them losing those games against the Patriots. Calvin has something for you here, buddy. Okay. Yeah, here's yeah, here's the problem with this entire rationale. You you hitting you're hitting the head on the nail on the head basically of what I want Patriots fans to not do. Here's the thing. You guys defend this so so vociferously and it's so strongly when it was, again we'll see this is one story that's coming out right now. I'm not saying I'm me, I'm not saying the Patriots are guilty or not guilty of, of any of these accusations being thrown out here right now in this article. A lot of them are from unnamed sources, but apparently they have a lot of them. Okay? But what what you can't do as somebody again who's not in the NFL, you're not in any of these organizations, there's supposedly over ninety officials who are involved in the story. Some of these a- accusations, if if true, again, I don't know if they're not, but hypothetically if true, they they too represent cheating. So you shouldn't just say, hey, every other team does it too. Other teams have done things too, because we're not talking about other teams right now. If those other teams came up and we were having the same discussion about those other teams, then fine. Then we, then we can talk about what, what cheating other teams have done. But it looks like blame shifting and denial when you sit there and you, you just talk about, hey, you know, this 2002 report that the league apologized for, sure. That was, that was back then. This is, this is a, a, a basically Spanish armada of accusations that have been thrown on top of that now. Now, we, it, Spygate, again, if you, if you just read the article, uh, the article makes it sound like Spygate was essentially covered up by Cadell and the NFL officials. So, of course... If that was the case, of course they were going to apologize for that report in 2002 because they don't want to make it look like uh, the, that, like the Patriots are guilty of something. So yeah, they they tried to cover it up as well as anybody. But just because you can't you can't then rely on that report as evidence that uh, you know what they that the, the Patriots aren't guilty of anything because you don't know. Just like I don't know. So when you sit there and you defend your team like you like you know you're on the team like you were standing next to Belichick all the time and hey I never saw him film anybody it just makes you look bad and you know you know defense too that makes you look bad is that they're just jealous defense that they're just, that they they hate us because they hate us defense that's that's a terrible it's defense. It's the truth also. though. It's not, it's, it's not a good defense because. First of all, I'm a I'm a Giants fan. But it's so sure it's anybody, sure as hell fun to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 
you know, it, it's fun to say, but it makes you look bad. It makes you look like you don't know what you're talking about. It makes you look like you have your head in the sand when the story comes out, it breaks, and then you just immediately say, nope, that couldn't have happened, no chance in hell, even though, again, the story is so elaborate, and we may see follow-up on this, and we may not, but you guys are both missing the bigger picture, which is that who cares if people call the the Patriots cheaters? It doesn't matter. Say they are cheaters, hypothetically, because you don't know. You don't know, Hector. You don't know if they're cheaters or not. Let's say everything in that story was true, and the Patriots were huge cheaters from 2000 to 2007. What do you care? You got three titles out of it. It's not like your your happiness for those three titles can be taken away. So if, if I'm a Patriots fan, I, uh, that, that's how I should respond. You should respond with, if we cheated, so what? We won. You know what I mean? Not, not hey, you guys are all haters, and, you know, you would have lost. And, you know, there, we, there may I don't know. I kind of draw a comparison it. between. I doubt it. I, I, Calvin, I kind of draw a comparison between the two and say that they're very similar reactions. You're, you're just drawing a fine line between them. To say that... Uh, that you're jealous because you lost because of other factors that you're not looking at and you're focusing on this one cheating thing. That's the way I'm sort of coming at it from that argument. I don't know about you, Hector. What do you think? Yeah, there's Uh, a problem with that too, though. But go go on, Hector. here's, Here's the deal, okay? For the past eight months, you know, you know, for the, for, for a long time. Okay. This is Tom Brady has had his his reputation basically thrown to the mud over everything that's been going on. Now, obviously, Spygate is more of a situation with Bill Belichick. Obviously, Bill Belichick, you know, let's not forget where he learned a lot of his prowess from, and that's Bill Parcells, okay, being being the former defensive coach of Calvin, your New York football giants. So, obviously, Raid. It's it's Belichick it's Belichick because he's been in the league for a long time. Now, I'll get into I'll get into football again, like on Twitter. You uh, Matt, you follow me on Twitter, so I want to do a Celtics thing, and then I want to leave you with this because I'm pretty sure you got a lot of callers. All, All right, right with the Celtics. I've been like I said, I've been gone for a couple years. Okay, I I stopped calling basically after Pearson Garnett uh, got traded, and you know. In those two years, I've been able to see, let's put it this way, my mind has on Rajon Rondo. I'm not a fan of his anymore. I'm done with him. Um, number two, I really enjoy what Brad Stevens is doing to the team. I really hope that he stays for the long haul. Number three, I really see Marcus Smart as the next captain of the team. I have a lot of upset. I have a lot of huh. I see a lot of potential in him. I I see a lot of I see Paul Pierce and Larry Bird in him in terms of scrappiness, not in terms of overall play. He he was a rookie last year. I feel like um, if he can you know stay out of trouble and you know really you know really work on his shooting, really work on his passing or whatever, I really feel like he can be an all star in this league. Um, as for like some of the moves that they made, you know, getting David Lee, I thought was a great move, even though it's just a, it's a short term move. Getting Amir right, Johnson, Hector. you know, I think it, it's a, it's a great move as well. So, you know, who? Well, who so you're happy what, about the, so you're happy about the Celtics? That, that that was gonna be my last question to you was to say to ask you how you feel about the Celtics going in because I know you're a big Celtics fan too. You want to get a thought out there about that? So you're happy about them? I, 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 really, 
I still, I still, I still, sorry, I still miss Paul Pierce. I wish he came back, but he'll be back soon enough. Now, yeah, we'll see him. Let me let me end off with this, and then I'll let you guys go. Okay, all right. All right, buddy, what do you got? The the last time the last time I called this show two years ago, I said I was retiring. I may have not been fully honest with that. I'll I'll be honest and say I did not leave this. Uh, I did not leave CLNS on good terms. I'm I'll, I'll admit that. Um, it wasn't anything against any. It wasn't anything against you, Matt, or Nick Gelso, or Sean Backey, or Calvin, or or anybody else. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? It was. It was. I mean, it was. Come on, piss off for greatness. It's 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 some people. I'm not gonna name names, but I can I can. All right, we get it. No 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 no. I'm look. I'm not gonna say names, but this is yep. this is what I gotta say. Okay. I, uh, let let me finish, Cal. Um, okay. I just I wanted to basically call in as closure. I wanted to basically call in and basically close this chapter. All right, Hector. All right. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to call back ever. To be honest with you, well, I wasn't anticipating it. But I figured I'd let you guys know how I was doing because it's been a couple years, and I wanted well, to I'm make, glad, let I'm you glad guys you're doing know well, that buddy. I was okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad everything's going well. It sounds like things are looking up for you. We appreciate the call as always. And uh, two years later, great to hear from you down there. Go Celtics, bud. There he goes, Calvin. We're going to take back the uh, the show here, and. Just quickly, since he mentioned Marcus Smart, I don't know if you heard this story that uh, Marcus Smart was named in a lawsuit regarding hazing and disrespect from an ex-teammate at Oklahoma State, and he's suing Oklahoma State and just sort of named Marcus Smart. Maybe we can get into that when more details come out uh, next week, but for Hector to say that he's looking for him to be a captain that's not a uh, that that's something that he would have to have grown out of at this point. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, let's uh, let's just, let's go ahead. What do you think it was Tyree? <laughs> you think it was freaking Tyree? We should play a list game of who pissed off Hector so so much that he didn't call in for two years, and uh, and now he's. No! I don't even have any Hector Hector drops on here. There, I just got rid of it. Thought he was. I thought he had wow. retired. He said he was done. He came out of retirement. He's like Jordan. He's the Jordan of callers. Anyway, uh, yeah. So briefly, I want to touch on something that you said uh, regarding the Patriots and how, like, you you say that okay, it affected the team, but like they would have won all those games anyway. I think I think the the problem with that one is that you know a lot of the Patriots games during their their you know the height of their powers, if you will, that their Super Bowl era, you know, dynasty years, it, it wasn't like that Colts game that they played in, in, in last year's playoffs where you could talk about, you know, however much the football was deflated wouldn't have impacted the game. A lot of those were close games. There are particular games being mentioned in the article, like the, uh, I think it's the 2002 AFC title game with the Patriots and Steelers that uh, that Senator Arvin Spector wanted to investigate uh but in the NFL, supposedly, according to the article, you know, uh, talked to, to offensive coordinator Mike, coordinator Mike Martin, had him talk to Spectre and tell him uh, that there was nothing shady about it, despite the fact that he apparently thought that there was. So 
this is like again, this is not this is not the kind of thing where you can say, oh, we would have just won all those Super Bowls anyway, because a lot of those were close games. A lot of those specific playoff games are being called into question here, and I just don't think it matters. That's my point to you. Is it, it doesn't you know you know there's there's colleges that have to vacate wins and vacate national t- titles, and none of that stuff matters to me. It happened. So so they let let's say they cheated. It happened. So it doesn't matter. No, if you have to endure people if it calling doesn't, you If it doesn't matter, then why is it such a big deal? Why are we talking about it for 35 minutes? Why why, did, why do people care so much? Yeah. This is, what, this I mean, is my I mean, problem with the whole thing, that it's just because, over and over again. Hold on, hold on. Again, we, we, we can't prove that it's true, in, at least right now, and the NFL is going to try to cover it up because they were involved in the cover-up in the first place. It matters to now. I'm going to read, but when, I, when I said it doesn't matter, I mean, I mean if, if they cheated to win their titles, it doesn't matter because they're going to, they're going to have those titles. Even, even if the NFL retroactively now went back and stripped the Patriots of those titles, as a Patriots fan, it shouldn't matter. It still matters to the NFL and what's going on, clearly because it, it apparently affected the, the deflategate decision. See, if I'm a Pats fan, I, you should be talking about that. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be like, hey, we didn't cheat at all. It's, it should be, hey, the NFL made their ruling on it. Right. And, you, and you know what? That's that's the one thing that I that I haven't said yet that I was planning on saying. Uh, in that, yeah. as as an official, as a, I don't like using the word official because I just umpire slow pitch league softball, but I take it relatively seriously because I get paid for it, so it's like a job, and I take pride in it. Okay, I don't do makeup calls. All right, that's just something that I just don't do. And of course, yeah. Oh, he's comparing the NFL to. Adult slow pitch softball. I don't care. The point is, you don't do a makeup call just to do it, just to appease somebody else. You just get the next one right. So that's what part of the reason that I think Roger Goodell just looks like a total ass in this whole thing because he he went for a little makeup call. He went for a makeup call. He blew a call at home plate and he screwed the other team by letting them lose the game later on. Bad analogy. I don't care. I'm not using facts tonight. Get used to it. You know what's, what, what's interesting to me about that, though, is is did he did he put himself in a position where he had a choice? You know, because because if it's true, and again, and, and everybody apparently knows that according to this article, that 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 uh, Goodell and the Patriots Goodell gave the Patriots a huge break in regards to Spygate, and other teams are still mad about it and hate the Patriots, and you call it sour grapes, call it whatever you will, but if if, you know, and then Roger Goodell, since it is, you know, spends time hanging out with Kraft. Kraft is one of the three owners who's on Roger Goodell's uh, salary board, which, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's certainly to, to those looking for you know, conspiracy theory going the other way. There, there's or, or to other owners who are like, you know, this guy and, and Roger Goodell are particularly tight. Then the Spygate thing comes down. Then then really, like, what's his position? If if the other, you know, 31 owners all think that like they got a huge break last time. It's, is it? You're, you're right. There, there is no makeup call. But but what's his choice in that scenario? I, I feel like oh, in, in what's the NFL's choice? And this the article also makes it seem like the NFL loves Roger okay. Goodell for for coming down hard on uh, on the flakegate. Let's. But it's like if, if, but, but where, where's his credibility going forward? It's like. I don't see uh, how it's, this it's guy terrible. It's, it's always been bad. But you know what? The, the, the rumors at, with that report were that owners now are 
they they're they are appeased by that makeup call. They like the makeup call. They are now backing Roger Goodell more. That's a one report that I heard out there. So it worked. Yeah. And I mean, it, that to me, his credibility is shot. The entire league's credibility is shot. But he's probably going to stay in power because the other owners don't really care or even like it. Yeah, I don't understand it. I I I don't understand. Anyway, I mean, it's, but it, but, I mean, he's popular. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter how popular Goodell is with the other owners of this sport. Well, it does matter, but he's gotten so much fallout for all these things. Like maybe, maybe he's bulletproof. Maybe just because people love the NFL. But this art, this article, like he, it, it tarnishes legacy so much that yep. how is this guy going to continue to keep his job? How? How? Patriots, because, man, Patriots, because, because because this story. Sixteen, I mean, sixteen or more owners think that he should keep his job. That's why. That's how. Yeah, I, I, I guess. But, I mean, now Patriots fans hate this guy, which is fine. But, you know, now this story basically makes Patriots haters, essentially, you know, the other fans of the other 31 teams. And it's not even it's not even people who dislike him. It's people who don't find The story basically completely undermines his credibility. And, again, I, I, I'll be fascinated to see what I'm, – I'm interested in this going forward because I don't see how the NFL can investigate the, the Patriots – for something they already investigated them for that happened, you know, eight years ago at this point, right? But on the right. other hand, yeah. But on, but on the other hand, the, the the allegations are so bad that it's like, can they just do nothing? Can you know what I mean? I don't know. I will we'll see. Though I think they probably will just end up doing nothing because they'll just try to bury it as much as they can. It'll be interesting to see how much ESPN and you know SI follow up on it, try to find some sort of, like, guys will speak on the record about it. I think you'll, you may see guys coming out of the, of the woodwork uh, here and maybe try to get, like, some former Patriots officials who will come on the record. I don't know. I don't know where this goes, but I don't see how the NFL punishes them again unless the, the only way they could do that is if they had a different commissioner who, who wanted to clean up, you know, the, the entire specter of the NFL. But I don't see how the NFL can do that to itself. No, so... But it, so I don't see how they keep Roger Goodell either. I mean, maybe for a short time, but I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I think he keeps his Patriots job for a little fans. while, but either way, uh, we are going to move on from this because I want to calm down. I want to have a good second half of the show that right. I'm not yelling at anyone and not getting angry about things, even though our next segment might frustrate me in the long run. Uh, it's going to be fine for the short run here. But before we get into our NFL picks, Calvin, yeah, we're doing this right now because the season starts on Thursday. You know that. Patriots, home game, dropping the banner, Super Bowl champs. Forget about all the other stuff you just heard for the first 40 minutes of this show. The Pats are playing the Steelers. They're at home, and that's the season opener. So what I suggest you do on Thursday afternoon is go to DraftKings.com and pick a few players from that game and just see how you do. Because guess what? The big one is starting on Sunday. It's the season-long fantasy football lineup, and it's it's there every week, but not every week that you have to have the same team. You see at DraftKings, you can pick different players, and this Sunday you can have a chance to win $2 million. Not Thursday night. That's why I'm saying get your practice in on Thursday because it's the biggest fantasy football contest ever on Sunday. 
Ten million dollars in prizes are for grabs. Two million for first place and one million for second place. Again, no season-long commitments. Pick a new team every week if you want. Fit in the salary cap. Turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. It's great if you're good at it, which I am not. But I still try sometimes, don't I? Uh, it's not fantasy as usual. It's DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Yeah. Hurry to DraftKings.com right now and use the promo code New England to play for free for a shot at a part of the $10 million. Week one, baby, starts this Sunday. Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter New England for free entry right now, only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And now, I'm going to play a sound. Which sound do you want to play? That was fun. Yeah, yeah, play me a nice sound. That's good, right? Yep, that, that was loud. That's, but yeah. good too. That's not as loud. See, I should play with the levels here now, too. All right, we're moving on to NFL picks. Over the course of the last, I don't know, six weeks, we plan to do all six divisions. We have done three to this point. Is that correct? Yes. Wait, did I say six divisions? Yeah, I would say the correct thing is that there are eight divisions. but Eight divisions. But the is, yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah. we've done three uh, up yeah. to this point. So we have five left. We're going to rip them out right now. And I am not going to complain about it anymore. I'm just going to tell you who I like or who USA Today likes. Go ahead, Calvin. Okay. What's the first one? Okay. Oh, first division. Oh, you, you, uh, the first division, well, let's start in the uh, NFC West, right? NFC West. I can do that. NFC West. I'm going to get the yeah. wrong button by ready because Calvin's going to be wrong many times. Let's go. By the, by the way, everyone, the, the only way I could get Rory to agree to make NFL picks is that we are doing – we these NFL picks will be presented without comment. So, That's right. We're going to just tell you one through four in the divisions – and that's the way it's going to be. Murray, how do you what, what record do you give the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I think, are going to be decent, but still the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going eight and eight. Six and ten. Six and ten. Wow, that's that's a that's a yep. shame. Uh, you don't have them as the last place in that division, do you? You're just going. No, uh, you do no, have no, them as last place. I no, 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 sir. No, sir. I was just going out with that. I, 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 even I know that. Even I know that as yeah. an ignorant football fan. Uh, the 49ers are going to be horrible. I'm going, let's see, I'm going 3-13 and 13 on the 49ers. I'm going a 5-11 and 11 with, for the 49ers. 5-11. and 11. USA Today agrees with you. Okay. <laughs> uh for the St. Louis Rams. The consensus number two pick in the division. We need some sort of bed in the background. Is there something I can play? Maybe I'll just play our our uh, theme song in the Do background. Smooth jazz or anything? Yeah. I don't think I have any smooth. I, I, have, I have this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's for, that's for the next segment. That's for the next segment. I'm going to... Uh, okay. I'm just going to... I'm just going to write it out. For for the, the lovely St. Louis Rams, people are people are liking this team for some reason. I'm not really sure what is going on with them. Obviously, Calvin, 
I'm just going nine and seven. I'm going eight and eight. Wow. All right. And the consensus number one, Seattle Seahawks. They'll they'll go twelve and four in this in this season. They're going to win the division again. Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Calvin's better at this. No comment than I am. It was his idea. Good idea. <laughs> Let's go. What's next? I can add some comments now, but I was just I was just trying to accommodate you with the no comment. Uh, That's great. Yeah. Next is the AFC West, Ray. AFC West. That is a tough one, isn't it? I don't know. I'm presented without comment. Uh, the, the Denver Broncos, Ray. Oh, we're we're going to start from the top down, I guess. Uh, I I think that the Broncos go uh, nine and seven. They fall apart. Uh, I also think that the Broncos go nine and seven. Boom. That means San Diego's ten and six. Oh, you just, I was going alphabetically, but okay. San oh, Diego. Uh, yeah, San well, Diego. I'll start ten and six. Alph- alphabetically by. Uh, Mascot name. Bye. Chargers. Aha. Kansas City, Ray? Kansas City, 9-7. Kansas City, I have going 7-9. and nine. I, need that, I need that drum roll. That's what I need. That's right. Go ahead. Oh, you yeah. said 9-7. and seven. It, No, I said 7-9. and 7-9, and nine. whatever. We're gonna we're gonna hold you to it. Yeah, and and, and my, I also have the Oakland Raiders going surprising seven and nine. The Oakland Raiders, seven and nine. Have you been drinking tonight? Weak division. Six and ten. Oh, well, you pick one one off me, and you're complaining. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, no, they should be better. Yeah, go. AFC North. AFC North. All right, I'm going to start with uh, Cincinnati at 9-7. and seven. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati at 8-8. Eight and eight. All right, I'm going now with uh, the, the, the Ravens at 11-5. and five. I switched it up on you. Wow, I also like the Ravens to be eleven and five. Uh huh. That's right. That's right. Because I'm picked off for greatness. Thank you, thank you, Ray Lewis. Thank you, Ray Lewis. We really slowed this the, thing down. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I have going nine and seven. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's a good good number for them. I'm going with nine and seven too. Not in the first game though. There's a comment for you. The Cleveland Browns, I have going, excuse me, 5-11. and Cleveland Browns, I think, are going to be a little bit better if they can get their heels on right, but they can't. 5-11 and 11 is perfect, Calvin. You're the man. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Next we have, um, what are we missing here? The AFC Central. The AFC sorry, Central? Is AFC that even a South. thing? Ciao, ciao. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. I'm going to go with Jacksonville because I identified as a Jaguars fan for a period of time in my life. Uh, 
and I'm going to start with them and say that they're going to be seven and nine. Um, I'm, I will go second with the Jacksonville Jaguars and say that they're going to be four and twelve. Oof. That's the, that's the record that uh, that I think the Titans are going to have at four and twelve. Uh, the Titans. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mariota looks okay, and they go seven and nine. All right, fair enough. Sort of flip there, isn't it? Uh, give me yep. uh, the Houston Texans at seven and nine. Speaking of seven and nine. Okay, give me the Houston Texans at nine and seven. And that leaves the uh, Indianapolis Colts, the team that should run away with this division, Calvin, to comment. Uh, let's say 12 and four. Wow. We are, we are just on somewhat of a, a point here because I also have them at 12 and four. Well, that's good. Maybe we should next time make the segment more exciting and just let you do the we, whole thing one, by yourself. We've got, no, we've got one more division, right? The NFC. We do. I like the way you work it. No. We do? That's loud yes, too, man. I thought we already did that one. No, we didn't, I guess. That's that's four yeah, or five. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Calvin. You're right. Where yep. do you want to start so in the NFC North then? Try not to be too sad, Rui, while I pick <laughs> the uh Detroit Lions to be to be uh eight and eight. Eight and eight seems low for the Lions. I'll I'll take them at uh I'll take them at uh, eight and eight sounds good actually. I'll take them at eight and eight. Okay, the, the Chicago Bears, Rui, I'll have it 6-10. and 10. That seems really high for the Bears, actually. I don't respect the Bears, Calvin. 5-11. and 11. <laughs> $1, the, Bob. Rui, the, the Minnesota Vikings? Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Minnesota Vikings are going to be a surprise. They're going to be 10-6. and 6. How do you like that? Uh, can I ask you who their quarterback is? That's a comment, uh, I know, so, but please tell me. Uh, Theodore Bridgewater. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know about that. Second-year guy. 8-8. Uh, eight and eight. Okay. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, Murray? I'm going to have them going 11-5. Oh, uh, we missed. We missed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going 11-5. All right, you know what that was, Calvin? That was the best segment that we've ever done. Okay. Well, what too many cooks, Let's make this next segment, Rui, the second best segment we've ever done. All right. Well, I know that you have some actual thoughts on this next segment, unless are we skipping to Liz, or do you want to talk about your boy, JPP? Uh, yeah, just real quick. So, uh, JPP uh, met with the Giants. He still hasn't signed his. They they still have. They still he still hasn't signed his uh, contract. The Giants franchised him, or they gave him the offer for it. And it's stupid because that franchise tag still sits on the Giants' books. So it's like fifteen million dollars the Giants could have spent on other free agents, but instead, uh, JPP is just you know rehabbing at his own pace. Who knows when he's going to play, and yet all that money is still being taken out of their cap. The Giants should have pulled it at this point based on, the, you know, what this guy is. I would have just said, screw you. But they're allowing themselves to be hot, to be held hostage 
by JPP, and it's just pissing me off a little bit. That's all. Oh, that's all. That's, yep. I just wanted to, a short rant, a very short rant. I wish I had that Kobe rant I'd throw it out there or some of the other clips that I could have gotten. Instead, I'll just give you this. Anything possible! Um, and with that, I say that anything is possible in the, in the fact that uh, I'm bringing Liz Ferola onto the air without playing the actual song oh. that she loves so much. Hello, Liz. You've already played it like four times, so. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, so thoughtful. Um, guys, How are you honest, tonight? I'm, How are you tonight? I'm a little... A little low on topics here. Low on topics. That's topics. fine. That's fine. We'll we'll cut it short. <laughs> it's a little hot today. A little hot. Um, Still hot. So the two stories that I had, I apparently, <laughs> I apparently closed them already. Mm. Oh, there they are. Okay, great. All right. So the first one was I wanted your opinion on this um, because I do not go to a barber shop, but I read this story about this barber shop that was fine because they wouldn't cut women's hair because um, their their thought was that, and I quote, guys come to be around other guys at the barbershop. Oh. I don't know where that barbershop is, but uh, that's... It is uh, in... I don't... So I don't I, I don't really spend time in the barbershop. If I have to spe- if I have to spend time in the barbershop, it's because I'm waiting to get my hair cut and then I leave. <laughs> It's not like I'm right. hanging out, and I don't need friends in the in the barber shop. I didn't hear what her story was. Pennsylvania. Okay, about- so, so what it is is there was this barber shop in Pennsylvania, and this woman went in to get her haircut, and they refused to do it. And so they were fined. And when they were trying to fight it, they said the reasoning was that guys go to barber shops to be around other guys, so women shouldn't be allowed. Oh, well, that's not going to fly. I think, one, it depends. There's different types of barbershop, but certainly, uh, I don't go to the barbershop to socialize either, but there are certain, certainly people who do. But I find it weird because, like, there's a ch- always a chance that somebody's hair could, like, land on you in some form. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hair could now, get on your body. Would, would this... Would this be a uh, a valid excuse if you don't know how to cut women's hair? Like, if a woman came in and just wanted some sort of a buzz cut or, like, cut it close, whatever, that's one thing. But if you're supposed to do some sort of uh, uh, perm and a- perm action or something, like, what if you don't know how to do that as a barber? You have to turn them away, right? So, or you're going to so that's butcher that's them. An excellent, that's an excellent point. However, the owner of the barbershop told the lady that he had generously offered to pay for the customer's Girl cut elsewhere. <laughs> but he just, he just, like he just doesn't do know. Himself. I don't understand. He should have just said he didn't know how to cut women's hair. Well, well he, he, here's he the other thing. Go ahead. But he did, he said guys come here as a kind of little getaway to be around other guys. This is a direct quote from him. Yeah, he. I see. This is this guy fundamentally misunderstanding, like the the whole barbershop is a social social situation. Guys don't. Guys socially don't go to the barber shop shop to be around other guys. They go to the barber shop to get away from their specific women. So, like, if, if another woman seeing the barber shop, really impact most of their social responses. That's a twist I didn't see coming. Oh, boy. 
This is good, good stuff. Well, I, was just what, I was just wondering because, like, you know, who is who's in the, that's in all those barbershop movies? Ice Cube. Ice Bernie Mac. That, who's in the movies? No, not Bernie Mac. Who's the star? It's Ice Cube. Yeah. Isn't it? No. Yeah. Yes. So I think like, Bernie Mac was in a barbershop movie. Maybe. I mean, yeah, possibly. I don't know. I'm not gonna research right now. What Bernie Mac? Though. But um, I am. Your research is great. But I, so, like, I know in movies like that and often, like, in shows it's portrayed as, like... Nope, I'm wrong. It's Cedric the Entertainer. (laughs) Why do I always do that? (laughs) You you always do that. (laughs) I wasn't going to research because I'm terrible. Oh, no, it's Cedric the Entertainer. Why do I do that every... Every time. It didn't sound right at all when you said it, but I was just going to let it go. I always get confused, Calvin. I don't know why. They're both kings of comedy. That's why. There's the excuse. Yeah, they're they're just kings. That's why. I'm sure that's why. Um, Danielle lives, like, above a barbershop, and there's always people in the barbershop just hanging out, like, for hours. They're, like, TV in there. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I won't do it. I don't even see people in the barbershop I go to hanging out. But I'll tell you that, that my barber probably doesn't know how to cut women's hair. Yeah, Straighten I mean, it. it's like really like short hair, like short hair. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a barbershop. That's different, and I hair. and I guarantee my barber would cut someone's hair if it was a, a similar sure. to a men's or child's haircut. Sure. Sure. But if you but if you want to come in and get some sort of curl curl uh, spray. Fluff it up, uh, coloring. He's gonna say, "I'm sorry, I can't do that for you." That that is exactly what I say when I go get my hair cut. Curl, <laughs> curl up, fluff it up, spray. <laughs> That's the special. All right. Well, I just wanted your opinion on that. It, it appears it does not match that guy. Um, and the other, <laughs> and then the other thing that I saw was that The Rock got two new puppies little French bulldogs and as soon as he brought them home they ran into his pool and one of them like sunk immediately and he had to save it from drowning ah. so the rock saved a puppy from drowning that he owns yeah. and watched jump into the pool <laughs> yeah yeah, it, he, so yeah. He, he saved a puppy from drowning something that's possibly easier to save than like a human <laughs> you know yeah there's there's this like really fun like Did he give this puppy C P R? No, he didn't have to do it. He uh-huh. was he of course posted it to like to Instagram and he had a ton of hashtags, but one of them was hashtag no mouth to mouth needed. <laughs> Which is great. But they're they're really cute. There's a picture of it. And it how, says how do you not that drop, Huh? How do you not drop a like hashtag Phil Collins was watching or something? <laughs> There's other hashtags, but he he named them Brutus and Brutus and Hobbs, and the headline was "The Rock Saves Tiny Puppy from Drowning Proves Ultimate Fearlessness Cements Baller Status." <laughs> that was uh huh. Mm. Interesting. Why would he let the puppies run into like a deep pool? Well, he brought them he brought them home and they ran right for the pool and jumped in. And he thought that like their instincts would would you know like get them to doggy paddle, and one of them did. One of them started swimming, but the other one just, just sunk to the bottom of the pool. Oh, boy. 
So you had to jump in after them, fully dressed and ruined the sofa. Yeah. I I bet that was, I bet that was uh, scary for him. All right, Liz. I'm sure it was. All right. Way to, uh, way to close that one strong there, Faroa. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye, Bye, Liz. Goodbye. Run. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How do you like it now? All right, Calvin. That's all. That's all we have for that song. I love that song. But um, where are we at here, Ray? What are we? What's next? Oh, what's next? It's. Baseball everywhere. Baseball, baseball. 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 Yep. It's uh, it's Matt Harvey. I don't even know what you're going to say about this guy, but uh, it, it's your floor again. Maybe it'll be longer than JPP's little rant here. It'll be a little bit longer than JPP. So have you have, you haven't heard about this Matt Harvey thing at all where, you know, Matt, Matt Harvey had Tommy John surgery last season. And, uh, uh, his agent is Scott Boris, of course, and Scott Boris, you know, uh, had discussions with it, with uh, the, the Mets organization, Sandy Alderson, their GM, and he he said, you know, he didn't want Matt Harvey to pitch more than 180 innings. But the research shows that it's dangerous for a guy coming off Tommy John to pitch more than 180 innings. So the problem is, you know, before last night, I'm not sure how many innings he pitched last night but uh, uh, I'm guessing it was at least six. He was already at 166 innings, and the, the Mets are in a close race with the Washington Nationals to try to make the playoffs. So Boris has been sticking to this, like, no, Matt Harvey won't pitch more than 180 innings, and Mets fans are freaking out and saying, like, you know, like this, this guy might... And Harvey wants to pitch. Harvey wants to pitch. Wants to pitch. Uh, he, he didn't pitch last night, but... He did. No, wait. Am I looking at the wrong box score? It doesn't look like he pitched last night. Maybe it was the night before. So maybe he's pitching tonight. I'm, I'll it find it. It could be that. He could be pitching tonight. Okay. Okay. So uh, the point, yeah, the the point is is that like uh, now all they're sort of saying basically uh, that you know Scott Forrest, like basically the Mets want Matt Harvey to pitch. Forrest doesn't want him to pitch. Harvey said he would pitch if they made the playoffs. He didn't say mm-hmm. anything about like how much he wants to continue pitching down the stretch. He's letting Boris decide that. Uh, the Mets are saying, "Hey, we've been careful with him all season. You know, we kept him on pitch count limits, uh, and now you're not allowing us to play what pitch." What I understand is if Boris threw uh, this 180 innings limit, and then, then apparently the Mets like thought it was a soft limit, and Boris, look, Danny Alderson basically had quotes to that effect. Boris said, no, there's no soft innings limit. It's 180 innings. I don't understand why the Mets, having experience with Scott Boris, knowing what he was talking about, when he said, I I want Matt Harvey to pitch 180 innings, explain this to me, Rui. Why why does this come up now? Did the Mets just think they'd be bad? And so they, they, you know, had him come up through spring training? Like, why not just have Matt Harvey not pitch in April? You know what I mean? The fans sure. would not have been because if, if, if I the, mean maybe the Mets, the Mets actually did think they were going to be bad. And for the record, uh, they're still playing that game right now. Uh, if you're listening tomorrow morning, obviously we're live tonight, and you can call us 
if you're listening live, 323-642-1484. we got about 20 minutes left. It's 10.07 p.m. Eastern time. The Mets are in the eighth inning. And Matt Harvey, Calvin, he went five yes. and a third in this game, so he's he's out of the game. Uh, five and a yes, third. David. So they're they're monitoring his innings right now, and that's when they're getting to it. And I, I guess that's sort of your question: Why didn't come? Why didn't it come out earlier? Why didn't they figure this out earlier? Uh, that is such a Mets thing to do to just sort of write themselves off and say, "Oh, this this season we, we're just going to pitch this guy into the ground because he's he's throwing well," uh, and not actually have a plan when just what three years ago the Washington Nationals had to do a similar thing with Steven Strasburg and not pitch him in the playoffs? Don't you think that the Mets would have seen a team in their own division do something that was probably not in their best interest as far as the playoffs are concerned with their star pitcher and adjusted their strategy accordingly and not done the exact same thing? But nope, they're the Mets and they're doing the exact same thing. Well, that's what I'm kidding at, right? The Strasburg thing is another example of it. In these, I just don't understand that in these cases, again, if if Matt Harvey had not pitched in April, Mets fans wouldn't have been mad about it. They would have just been like, okay, we'll wait for Matt Harvey to come back. And because it would be too early in the season to know what kind of impact those games have. But now that we're into September and the Mets are in a pennant race, just like the Nats, just like the Nats with Strasburg, it's like it's the same thing. If you know a guy's going to be on an innings limit, why do you put those? Why do you put his stop at the most important part of the season when you can always just start him later? It doesn't you know make any like sense. It's, it's such a simple solution that I just had to that, – that's the real reason why I wanted to talk about this. It's such an easy solution that I just don't understand why it's not happening. I'm with you on that one. It doesn't make any sense. The Mets are just foolish. That's that's all I can say. Um, and since we're talking about a New York baseball team, let's talk about another New York baseball team. And with that, I'm going to do this every time that uh, every time we talk about the New York Yankees, I'm going to play this clip. Uh, Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box. Clemens is a New York Yankee. That that clip. I'm going to play that clip. And if you don't know what that clip is, too bad for you. Uh, Calvin, I'm sorry if that was loud in your ear, by the way. It was very loud in mine. Um Today or yesterday, there's an article on Deadspin regarding. Let me try and get this. Let me make sure I get this right. Um, it's an equipment manager. Yes. Did you look at this? Uh, one? Yes, it was Where'd a former. Go? Cl- go ahead. Yeah, it was a former clubhouse employee. Do uh, that one. Yeah, he was he was a clubhouse worker named Paul Priori, who claims that the team let him go because he's HIV positive. Which uh, the he tried to apparently sue the Yankees and lost his lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So uh, now he's written a tell-all book about his time as you know Yankees clubhouse worker, and he makes some interesting allegations. First, he claims that Derek Cheater and Posada engaged in sexual relations in the clubhouse sauna at the end of his, at the end of their first season. Then pretty walked, strong allegations. Yeah, he walked in on them, and Cheater and Posada allowed Priori to perform oral sex on them in order to keep him quiet. I now, this a- is- allowing this is this is the thing that gets me about that first bullet point. The wording of it is that they allowed him to 
perform oral sex on them in order to keep him quiet. So like this is yeah. a reward. This is a reward for him. Oh, uh, you guys, you come on, you come over here, and uh, you do your thing because you want to, and you've been begging for it. That's basically what this implies to me. That this guy has been really wanting to do this, and they were like, "Hey, you caught us. Come on over, buddy. You can, you can uh, do whatever you want, but don't say anything." I don't understand the, the wording of this entire bullet point. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've, I've seen this before in other stories, and it, it, it always makes me laugh. The notion of, like, of like fellatio as a reward for the giver. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do you something nice and allow, allow you to touch me in that way. I don't know. It's, it's just a funny, it's a funny concept. But I, you know, apparently there are people who are think that way. Um, so, yeah, he also says that outfielder outfield Gerald Williams had sex with an underage concession stand worker in a storage closet. Now, I, I'm that, actually surprised that Gerald Williams hasn't refuted this story yet, because that's, like, I mean, the Jeter Posada thing, like, seems really ridiculous, but the Gerald Williams thing seems, while completely ridiculous as well, much more serious than the Jeter Posada thing. Because Cheater and Posada are two grown men that can do whatever the hell they want, uh, albeit maybe illegal in a public place. Maybe the Yankee sauna is considered a private place. Who knows? But they can do whatever they want. If this is an underage thing with Gerald Williams, that's like a serious allegation. So I'm surprised he hasn't come out and said anything against this this thing. Which, by the way, uh, the Deadspin article is basically throwing this guy that wrote this book under the bus and saying he's – he, he was published by himself. It was a self-published thing, and one other person is attaching their name to it. So don't really take anything that we're saying from this article uh, as 100% gospel, but uh, it is very interesting. Well, that's why Charles Williams shouldn't respond to the allegations, nor should Mariano Rivera, Jeff Nelson, or Bob Wickman respond to the notion that, he, uh, that they tried to sexually assault him with a baseball bat. I mean... You you don't need to respond to these allegations because it doesn't really seem like it's getting the sort of press coverage that it would get if Mariano Rivera came out and said, no, I never sodomized this guy with a baseball bat. You know what I mean? I feel like all that's going to do right. is you know lead some people to Google and get this kind of uh, book some more publicity that it doesn't really seem to be getting right now. So I, I feel like in, until, in, until otherwise so- informed, uh, all of these guys should just ignore this story. Okay, so wait a second then. What about this notion that's sort of implied in the Deadspin article, and actually a friend of mine really feels this way. What about this notion that you can believe the things that this article says about George Steinbrenner and just throw out everything else? How do you feel about that? Because to me that seems a little two-faced, and you, you can't like pick some things and not the others. It's the same thing with the Wells report, not to get back into all that crap. But you can't say that some of it is good and some of it is not. You either take somebody's word or you don't, right? That's how I yeah, feel. Well, anyway. well, what, well, I would say I would say that you know none of it is is necessarily untrue, but neither is neither is none of it necessarily true. Like you, I think that there are varying levels of proof that you would need to convince me of, you know, various things. Like if there was a, if there was a point in this book about, you know, 
players like bringing in women for sex in in the locker room or something uh hypothetically then yeah then like i could I could believe that story relatively easily, but if you're going to make an accusation about a baseball bat, like I'm going to need a fair amount of proof to to you know be convinced that that was the case the 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 Steinbrenner stuff you can say it sounds like something Steinbrenner would do. But that doesn't mean that you should just take him at his word either. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a believable allegation, sure, but that doesn't make it a true allegation. So I, I guess that's where I'm at with it. It's more believable than the other stuff that's on the list. But at the okay. same time, that, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's that pretty much how he yeah. feels, I think. But he, like, really wants to believe the Steinbrenner stuff is true as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. So wait, yeah. is that it? We're just going to end that segment right there like that? Um, I mean, you know, Cheater and Prasada probably, probably never had sex, right? But it's funny to probably. think that they did. Well, I mean, and if they did, fine. More power to them. They're, I guess, both attractive guys, right? Cheater, by all accounts, everybody loves him. Prasada's, I guess, I mean, he looks a little awkward when he's batting. But other than that, he's a good-looking guy, right? I guess. Yeah, they I, can do whatever think, they want. Well, no, no, yeah, of course, no, not a crime. <laughs> Nothing. It, it's more that the cheater. Not, not even, not it. even anything to talk about. I mean, that's just cheater. That seems to be cheater's reputation. He's having sex with everyone. Right. And so, in in that respect, it's it, it's something for you know the gossip people to talk about that like this guy Jack Cheater who's supposedly been uh, sleeping with every starlet and and maybe you know they're not mutually exclusive. That could that could be true, and this could be true hypothetically, but it's just a it's just a funny thing. I guess it's, it's just a funny thing to me to, to think about baseball players uh, having sex after a game in, in a sauna, and then uh, and then allow a clubhouse employee to to do it to do what he does afterwards. But you know, some people are sexually adventurous. I guess does it, it doesn't matter one way or the other, but. It's just funny. That's all. It just it seems ridiculous. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> with that, I'm not sure if any of you are actually going to sleep right now, or if you're going to be terrified with nightmares of Calvin and I talking about sex in a sauna. Um, but uh, and we're gonna actually pause for a second. Pause. Now the live read is gonna start. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you want a good night's sleep. <laughs> I can't believe I'm tying these two things together. Uh, go to Casper.com slash Celtics and, and use the promo code Celtics because Casper is a great new way to get a wonderful mattress for a fraction of the cost of a normal premium mattress. Seriously, now, it, it, Casper is an online real, realtor, or retailer excuse me, of, a, of premium mattresses. And they are revolutionizing the mattress industry. They cut the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms, and they pass that savings directly on to you, the consumer. So go over to casper.com slash Celtics right now and use the promo code Celtics to get $50 off any mattress that you want to purchase there. They have some great deals, 500 bucks for a twin, 950 for a king size, and, of course, that additional $50 off. It is a latex and memory foam technology brought together for better nights and brighter days. That's casper.com slash Celtics promo code Celtics. And speaking of the Celtics, Calvin, we finished with this. 
which I'm glad we left about 10 minutes for, because I think we could probably talk about this for more than 10 minutes, but we'll, we'll only spend a few on it now. Uh, the NBA, just tonight, has announced that they are getting rid of the um, incentive, I guess, to win your division, other than having a good record, right? Because starting this year, unless I read this thing wrong, I'll confirm it before the end of the show. Starting this year, uh, the division winners will not have a higher seed necessarily. The, the Both conferences are going to be seeded one through eight based on your record, and that's that. So it doesn't matter if you win your division. So if the Atlantic Conference or the Atlantic Division is weak again, as it usually is, and the Celtics win it, uh, they still have to be better than everybody else in the conference if they want that home court advantage and that higher seed. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a step in the right direction for the league as a whole. But how do you feel about it? Yeah, so um, the idea is I I, um, did not look at the details of it, but I'm assuming that um, that the the division winners still make the playoffs. They're just eliminating seedings altogether, right? So the four division winners could be five, six, seven, eight. Is that right? Right, they're not guaranteed the top four seed, exactly. Right, but they are guaranteed a playoff seed, right? I will confirm that right now. Let's assume it, though. Okay. Yeah, so even though it, it's funny because division... Oh, no, they're not guaranteed. Well, according to SB Nation, they're not guaranteed a uh, playoff spot. I, I'm going to try and find a uh, better source here. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that in the NBA, uh, the the divisions are, are basically irrelevant. Like, I always find it funny doing Celtics post-game shows, like how much stocks the Celtics put into the Atlantic division and looking hmm. at other things. Because the NBA essentially has two divisions, East and West. That's that's what, that's what matters in the NBA, right? Like, I, When it comes it, down to it, sure. But uh, people yeah. that cover the team and watch the team and want to see them go further in the playoffs – want to see them have an easier road to the to the playoffs, which would entail winning a division and getting that three seed years ago. Right, but usually there if you're if you're a three seed, you're you're thinking about uh, you know, who the two seed is and when you know how how your matchup works there, unless you're just a, a you know, a very bad uh division winner, in which case you're you're thinking about, you know, who's your first round and second round matchup teams just jockey to play, you know, teams jockey to play other teams. It's not like you go, oh, the number three is so important to me as a seed. It's like, no, I want to avoid this team in the first round and play this team, you know, and that's still going to exist, teams jockeying for position. It's just, you know, you know eliminate that unfair element of a team who who doesn't have a great season, but it's just in, in a, a division with a bunch of bad teams. I think the NBA should just get rid of divisions entirely and just well, go I, I think I think that's basically what they're doing here because uh, while they haven't officially stripped the divisions of their of their titles and I think that is partially because they can't they're not ready to do a massive schedule change as far as that's concerned because right now they have their uh schedules more heavily weighted with the within the division, right? So they don't want they're no, not they ready don't. to make that What's that? They don't have the, the they don't have the schedules more heavily weighted toward the division. They have the schedules more heavily weighted toward the conference. So right, but I think apply. that there are, but I think that there are times where 
a team will only play another team three times, like the Celtics are only playing Cleveland three times this year, and they will still play their division opponent four times. Yeah, that has, the, the three times thing has to do with a, with with cycling. You cycle you cycle in uh, like uh, right in your but, conference. Yes, but what I'm saying is that they have not fixed it so that you cycle in a team from your own division and only play them three times, and that they haven't—they're not ready to do that yet. Which is why they are only making this small change. But here, this is from the press release from the NBA. As part of the modifications, the eight playoff teams in each conference will be seeded in order of their regular season record. Most recently, every division winner was guaranteed a top four seed in its respective conference, regardless of record, but did not receive home court advantage if its playoff opponent had a better record. Basically, they're saying you aren't guaranteed a playoff spot if you win your division, if you're not one of the top eight teams. That's, yeah, that's, what it, that's, that's how it reads. So there's no guarantee. That's the way it should be. And it's funny because if you go to like, to like uh, ESPN or something and you look at the standing, when you look at the standings at the start of the season – they they'll have like they'll have it broken down by by division, but but by the time uh, you know by the time you really start looking at them and, and try to you know try to figure out uh, where where your team might be tracking for a playoff spot, they change their format completely and just in just like have them listed one through eight and then the people right who the are default out, yep it yeah. defaults to the to the yeah. conference you're right yeah because of the, because that's essentially the way it is and the way it should be so I'm for it it's a good move NBA. All right, they're also changing their tie-break criteria. I don't know if you care for uh, seeding and home court advantage. Do you care? Lay it on me. What is it? Head-to-head results, number one. And then the second criteria, and this is where it comes into play, Calvin, which is why you should care, is if you've won your division. So if you split with a team and you won your division but they didn't, you win the tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean that's such a minor okay. thing, but sure. No, it, um, it yeah, is a minor thing, but that's that's another part, reason that they're still holding on to the division format. They haven't completely yep. stripped it out yet. But but well, well, what you're saying is that like that's such a minor thing that it, it shouldn't even be a factor. You know what I mean? Like it, I think the second the second tiebreaker should be conference record anyway, right? It shouldn't be. I, I don't like the idea that the second tiebreaker becomes division winning. But whatever. Do what well, you I mean. They, they're. This is what I'm saying, though. They're still holding on to the division format, and they're making these small changes, incremental changes. And maybe 10, 15 years down the line, it'll be straight up just 32 teams, not even conferences. Which to me is a little bit of a stretch. I think it's it's tough to make that argument. That's a tougher argument to make because there is such of a imbalance between the East and West right now, and they probably want. Uh, fans on both sides of the country to still be invested in the in the league, and if you just have six teams in the southeastern com- part of the country that are just going to be terrible every year, and one that's good, I mean, I guess that maybe that's good for the Miami Heat if they're going to continue to to produce a, a decent team. But where do those fans go? You know, I would uh, look. I would avoid eliminating conferences altogether until teleportation gets invented. You know, <laughs> yeah, you need something, all, right? People say traveling is so much easier now, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's still like it's traveling. Still, you're saying you got to keep the conferences, but you don't need divisions. All right. Fair enough. I it, think that's it, how we're going to end it. Yeah. Schedule-wise, you're talking about the difference. 
hypothetically between like what, like five games a season. So you know what I mean, max. So I, yeah, I I don't think I don't think divisions matter in that sense either. You should think of uh, some more drops for me to put on here and some to get rid of because I think I've played every single drop that I have and I've run out. Like there's nothing I can even play. So uh, I guess that's good night. really loud i'll do it better yes. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit <laughs> thank you for listening to careless whispers everybody find me on twitter yeah, at team green truth find calvin on this show every me. week yeah we'll be back next week talking more stuff week one will be done it'll be fun right calvin that's right all right now you can say it good night everybody there we go Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.